Hello and welcome back to Let's Grow Girls, the podcast where we talk all things cut flowers. That was a cop out of an intro. Says you. (laughs) So uh, we are in week nine, I think, of this season. We are on our penultimate episode. How quick has that gone? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, And for our penultimate episode, welcome Michaela. Thank you. I'm so happy and grateful that you asked me to come on this week. I'm excited. Oh, we're excited Hopefully to I have, have you. something interesting to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will because we find your Instagram account fascinating, which is Aww. one of the reasons why we invited you on. So if the listeners don't know you, your Instagram is, let me get it right, planting dot with dot. Am I getting it right? Yeah, Too many whips and dots. <laughs> <laughs> planting with Michaela with dots in between that's where we'll go <laughs> and and um I, and I think the name of your account really says a lot about what you actually do you know you're showing how you're growing all the beautiful stuff in your garden and your reasonably new allotment would you say how long have you had it now yeah I got it on the 3rd of January so it's very much a brand new space <laughs> and my first allotment too which is always exciting Oh, definitely. Oh, that is exciting. I'm <laughs> jealous. Exciting and hard work, but <laughs> it's. Uh, I I know that from experience, having taken over the new pot um, this last couple of weeks ago. Have you, did you have a lot of weeds on yours when you started? Yes. So it was used last year. So I think the guy gave it up in December, and then I took it in January. But it was just covered in weeds, but also in gravel. Oh, with no. coach grass on top of the gravel and then under the gravel was plastic there was carpet there was there was everything so it was a good couple months of um you know completely clearing it to a completely blank slate and now this spring I've been able to build the beds and get going so I'm so lucky that I got it in January um because it gave me the time to do the prep before the season started so that I'm really grateful for that it's going to be really tough for you, because now you need to plant out, but you don't have a couple months to dig over your plot. So I'm, I'm really interested to see how you do it, because I would be so overwhelmed by that. <laughs> it is hard work, but it's it's not like it's ridden, if that makes sense. It's um, mm. It's got some really hefty dock weeds in there. Mm. Those things are yeah. horrific. <laughs> I just can't believe how long the roots are on them. Um, but yeah. I've done a lot of clearing, and I think I'm... Because the plot's kind of split into two. My husband's got one half and I've got the other half, but we're doing, we're working them both together. So we'll have some veg and some um, flowers on there. So on the one half of the plot is the polytunnel and I've pretty much cleared everything on the other side of the polytunnel now. Um, There's just one like strip left. Um, I discovered some horrible weed there today and it, apparently it's not a weed it's it is a flower as well and it's um the other lady on the allotment said that it does these like orangey red flowers that look like beads at the top but I, I I couldn't envisage what she was talking about but when I dug them up they're a bulb and they've got um all these tiny little so she said to me you're never going to get rid of those things and when I started digging them up I realized why because they attached to the bulbs is like loads of little um bulbets i think, bulbets, I think that's what nicole oh, from no. um um a previous episode calls them these <laughs> tiny little 
Nicole number two, as, as uh, Sarah renamed her, um, there's tiny, tiny little bulbettes that just kind of fall into the soil. And I was is like, Is it Crocosmia? Oh. It, I don't know. Oh. I think it could be. Is it like the grassy one? With yeah. The, they're not, it's not yes. grass. They're like these really nice leaves. Well, yeah, but like kind of like Is it sort of grass-esque? Maybe, yes. It's like a thin thing with a bit... They are impossible to get rid of. We've got them all over camp. And they literally, in the gardens that haven't been occupied for months, they're just... It's like a Cosmere as far as the eye can see. Good Um, luck. (laughs) Thanks. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm sure you'll Uh, get there. (laughs) I really hope so, because they're... When the bulbs came off, you should have seen me scrappling in my gardening gloves to try and pick up these like almost microscopic beads of bulbs. Oh, but uh, Crocosmia does last well in the in the vase though. Vase, vase. Oh, you turned American. We've had too many American guests. <laughs> I know. I don't know where I'm from anymore. <laughs> uh, well, I I, th- I think I got most of it up. It just depends if there are any um, little bulbs at the bottom. But we'll soon. Yeah. We'll soon find out, I suppose. I guess the main problem is it's not your colour palette, is it, Nicole? Like Definitely vivid not. Vivid red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going a bit out of my comfort zone, that. But, I mean, we could we could work with it, maybe. But, yeah, I think I got most of them up. But it's just getting that new plot, having... I, I think people... You never get a blank plot if you take mm. an allotment. It's always got something else on it, whether it's got no weeds, but it's somebody's left plants... Um, on the other half of the pot, that's my husband's pot. It's got um, gooseberries and currants. And I don't think I would have planted either of those, but um, like Tom's so excited at the idea of having gooseberries. And we just saw, um, it's his birthday in two weeks. And um, normally we buy a holiday for his birthday present. We go away for his birthday. Not happening. So sad. <laughs> so um, as a kind of a slightly rubbish alternative, he's got, he's getting um, this thing that I saw on um, the, on the internet yesterday. Um, it's a machine that you push frozen fruit into and it comes out as sorbet. Oh, oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. And so that's his birthday present now. And he's really excited about having all that's the fruit from the present. allotment. Yeah, so now he's really excited to um to get that going. It's um yeah, that's his birthday present then he said. I'm just thinking, I'm not sure I've ever eaten a gooseberry. They're not nice. You you get different kinds. <laughs> I don't like them. I think they're bitter. <laughs> but Tom likes that sort of stuff. But you can get like dessert gooseberries that are really sweet. Hmm. But not for, they're not for me, I'm afraid. But I think they're probably um, like a rhubarb. You probably got to cook them or do something to them, or maybe Tom just eat them and... raw, oh, like no. a grape. Mm. <laughs> no well, thanks. Not for me either. But um, yeah, we've got a lot of rhubarb on this plot as well, and all these currant bushes, like a lot of currant bushes. Yeah, hmm. I, I when I got my plot, my tactic was I'm going to clear everything out. I'm going to dig it over once, make sure there's no plastic, make sure there's no horrible things. And then I'm going to start no dig and just have a nice clean space. And somehow, (laughs) I haven't admitted this yet to my Instagram audience because I'm embarrassed, but Nicole knows. Somehow I missed a bed of asparagus, which I was excited about because I love asparagus and it's so expensive Mm. and it takes so many years to mature, right? It's like allotment gold. I only put one permanent structure on my plot, which is my sweet pea frame, which my dad and I put 
huge posts like a meter into the ground like it's a solid oh. frame it's not moving the line of the of the netting goes across the middle of the asparagus crowns <gasps> i've just left them i don't oh. know what to do i don't know what to oh. do luckily they're not very good asparagus like i think they're probably about a year old because the spears are like smaller than a pencil mm. so i've not wasted like five years of ripening these crowns but i I think maybe I think do a bit of research and see if you can dig them up at least like maybe in autumn you can dig them up and move them but I've planted the sweet pea plants on the crown like they're growing the sweet peas are going to be done by July August aren't they yeah but I'm worried I don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's worth giving it a go isn't it have a look into it and see if you can dig them up in uh, I'll see if they can grow together but asparagus ferns are like two meters tall aren't they oh wow or like six foot they're like i remember seeing them at wisley they're as tall as the sweet peas so my concern is are they gonna i'm more concerned about my sweet peas actually (laughs) (laughs) so i think i might just have to keep cutting them down and just Mm. let them go but that would be definitely and you're lucky nicole because you can actually see what you've got but i got my plot in january and i couldn't see anything and really i probably should have waited a little Mm. bit of time clearing the weeds but not actually digging it over because if i hadn't dug it over the crowns i probably would have found them and put my frame somewhere else (laughs) (laughs) so that's a good tip to anyone who's got a new new space is don't do what i did but it's hard not to you get it you just want to make it good don't you and on the other hand the other entire of my plot is now perfect prime ready to go for a cut flower patch this season and if i hadn't prepped the ground i would have been screwed over in that sense so i don't know but it's a bit of a pickle pickle. (laughs) well and it blows my mind that people don't make like a plan when they hand over their plot because that's the kind of like obsessive person I am I'd be like I'd do a personal introduction and then hand them like a map and be like here's where this is um maybe that's just me I was lucky on both plots I've had I've I've had that so the guy who I got my first plot from he was like he waited for me and he and I came one day and he was like I'm so glad you came because I wanted to tell you that I did potatoes on this side so don't do potatoes on this side this year you have to do it on that side and I was like there's no potatoes going on this plot <laughs> dahlia's going on this plot <laughs> broke his heart probably <laughs> I didn't say that to him I just thanked him but um and he left me all his raspberries as well which oh. was amazing we've had so many raspberries mm. on those and then the lady who got, I got this plot from she um did me a bit of a tour as well except she told me that the one patch of um dockweeds was a perpetual spinach it is not perpetual spinach they yeah. were definitely dockweeds has mm. she been eating it <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> oh yeah, can you? Can eat you it? eat it? You might, I, you know. Don't, don't please no one eat it. Actually, no one eat it. <laughs> no one eat it. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking. You can rub dock leaves on your skin, can't you? If you've been <laughs> stung by nettles, yes. that's what and they it tell works. you to do. And it yeah. works. Yeah. So I don't think they're poisonous, but they do not look tasty. So I wouldn't. And we are not bother. nutritionists or doctors. No. <laughs> <laughs> do not eat them. <laughs> or foraging experts. Although I wish I was one. Yes. I'm dying I'm, to. to do a course, should, yeah. Do a foraging episode. Oh yeah, we need so to find a forager. So how has that not occurred to us? Oh, um, <laughs> there was someone on Instagram 
who was doing foraging courses. I'll try and I'll try and remember who it was and tell you. Oh so yeah, you can definitely. Go and that's ask. a great idea. That's a great Send them away. Yeah. Oh, so apart from the plot, Michaela, what have you got going on at the moment? Um, what haven't I got going on at the moment? Um, I so for those of you that don't know me or my page, I am living in my parents' house and we have quite a large garden, and it's a uh, quite an established. Um, borders like big bushes and trees so over the past couple of years I've been slowly kind of regenerating the borders taking out all the overgrown stuff and putting some things in that we actually like um, mm. and so I've been working really really hard on that um, and this year was meant to be the first May that I had my May glory as, as I think Monty Don talks about it on Gardener's World my roses my forget-me-nots my sweet peas I was mm. so excited my GMs and, and a deer came and ate the lot. <gasps> I'm still crying for you. I can't believe I'm still that crying for myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's eight, so sad. Eight David Austin roses and no, <gasps> one, no one calculate how much money that is because I feel oh. so sick. <laughs> and um, everything everything's recovering apart from the roses. Still don't have any buds and... You can like feel the heartbreak in my voice. Oh my god! <laughs> it takes a long while for their buds to come back, though, when they've been hard cut. Yeah. I think so. I'm you might just have to praying. wait a bit. Yeah. I had one that I cut back hard. Oh, a l- and I think it's taken about um two months maybe for it to show any signs of buds. So you're only a couple of weeks. Yeah, after about the ten deer days. Episode, I'm so. counting the days. Ten days. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so maybe maybe they'll show some signs of life soon. Have you given them a feed? Yeah, I've fed them. I've stared at them. Prayed for them. <laughs> I think the main problem is they're quite young bushes and I obviously pruned them in February. So I pruned them and then all the side growth points started to grow and it ate mm. all of them. So I'm oh. kind of concerned. Like I can't imagine a growth point would grow twice. Don't know, but I'm it's kind of somewhere. Yeah, I just I don't. It's so sad. I can't even think about it. <laughs> oh no, I'm gutted so, for you. Um, it got trapped in my back garden. I went away for like three days, and I've never had a deer before. I've lived in this house for ten years, never seen one, mm-hmm. and so it got trapped in our deer-proof backyard. So it was there, we think, for about two days, and then someone let it out our side gate. Um, to my it just had a garden. buffet, basically. It yes. was like, ah. <laughs> I've made it into the enclosure. Here I am. And not of my lawn. If it ate the lawn, I wouldn't have cared. But it ate my David Austin roses. (laughs) But my front yard, which is just open to the street, um, is fine. So I've been working on that this morning because it's not damaged out there and it looks nice. So (laughs) I've been um, caring for that while the backyard is recovering. Fingers crossed. Um. Well, I am pleased that it didn't eat your peonies, though, because they still yes. look like they're going to be glorious. Yes, <gasps> yes. And I've actually just this morning gone and bought a couple more peonies for my front yard because I was inspired by the fact that nothing can destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> Deers don't eat them, so we good. <laughs> yeah. And then um, because of my dog, my veg garden is fenced, so they didn't get in my vegetables, which is nice. And they did mm-hmm. eat all my tulips, but... They were nearly over anyway, yeah. so yeah. we let them off. And... My greenhouse door was open, but it didn't eat anything in the greenhouse, which, so I think, I think I came off lucky, but 
I'm still traumatized by it. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy the mental image of a deer just like perusing your seedlings and being like, oh, that one's doing well. I don't. It's, it's terrifying. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> too soon, too soon. <laughs> and like, I never really hear about British gardeners suffering from deer. I, I hear a lot of like the American gardeners um, having to build a deer-proof fencing and all that stuff because they can jump like eight foot or something a deer. Yeah, I think it just it terrifies depends, me. <laughs> like most rural gardeners, mm. I think, do struggle with them, but. Oh. Like, I live in a town, so I don't really know why why it, it was here, but... Where anyway, it came from. Yeah. It heard anyway, the call of your, been... May, your May glory. It was like... Yeah. <laughs> David Buffet Austin Roses. Yep, yeah, they'd gone on holiday. Like, I imagine it was like home alone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> but yeah, you've still got lots of your seedlings that were not destroyed. Yes, yes. Doing really well this year, despite the awful weather that we've had. So that's lucky. Very lucky. Because you grow a mixture of flowers and veg, don't you? Yeah, so I've always grown veggies my whole life. But it must have been about a year ago, I started to realise that you could grow cut flowers. And mm. so now I've really got into that and I have an obsession. And I think I'm, well, most of my allotment is cut flowers. So now most of my growing is flowers. But I do love my vegetables as well. How did you discover that you could grow cut flowers? I think it must have been through Instagram. Mm. I would like Instagram's to think, blame for everything. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to think that I realised that it's a crop and that it shouldn't come from the supermarket, but I don't think I did. <laughs> I think I, mm-hmm. I think I worked it out on Instagram and just saw everyone else and and how easy it is to learn and share advice, and I just loved that. So I've yeah definitely applied all of my seed starting knowledge from growing vegetables to flowers, and now. I'm obsessed <laughs> with both. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> well, my greenhouse is absolutely packed to the rafters at the moment. I'm desperate to get some stuff in the ground, but obviously I've been trying to clear stuff at the allotment so I can do that. But um, have you started planting yours out of the allotment yet? Yeah, so I'm in Surrey. And so now it's mid-May. Mm-hmm. Normally, by the end of April, you can look at the forecast and decide if it's going to be a- another frost or not. But this year, I'm kind of like, I just don't know because it's been so mm. strange. But I have planted my snapdragons out. <gasps> I did that last weekend. And I actually haven't been to see them all week because I've been so busy and I'm desperate. Like after this, I'm going. I'm going to my <laughs> snapdragon. But I think, they, um, I think they'll be okay now. I think I'm, I'm mm-hmm. past the last frost. So. Well, I think snaps are hardy down to about minus five Celsius. So if we get a minus five in may god only knows though it's i don't know so who weird. i'm phoning but i'm phoning somebody <laughs> to complain somebody's getting an earful <laughs> yeah. i love that mental image <laughs> flowering in my border in december this year oh wow yeah, they, they, i mean they, they are hardy yeah i think they're hardier than um we give them credit for so yep they're out i tried overwintering scabious which was mixed success. And I think I planted them out about a week too early this year because of the cold snap that we had. Mm. But they're alive. <laughs> so, um, and I've got a spring batch of those as well. What else have I planted out? All my Dorcas and Ami and Orlea and Nigella, mm. that's all out. 
Honesty is out, although mine is only about a foot tall and it's flowering, so I'm not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure what I've done there. Um, oh, I can't even remember. Stocks. I've got stocks planted out. I, again, I tried overwintering stocks. Have you ever done that? Mm -hmm. No, but I have seen a lot of people doing it. Did you do it, Sarah? Yeah, I sewed mine when I sewed like my Sweet Williams. So like it must have been sort of August, September. And then um, admittedly, I left them in the cells for like way too long. So they stayed in their tiny cells until I think like December. And they looked, I honestly thought they were dead. And then I planted them in the polytunnel and then I, they've just finished flowering now. I've had about a month of flowers. So it was nice to have them a bit earlier, actually. Yeah, that is nice. I yeah. also kept mine in a cell tray because I don't have a polytunnel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just overwintered them as little plants and they haven't flowered yet and they don't look too bad. So I don't know. We'll just see. But yeah. my spring my spring ones are quite quickly catching up to them. So I don't know. I don't know if I'll do that again. But that's what's so great about the flowers. Like you can just sew like no one needs a whole packet. So I try and sew them at different times and just kind mm -hmm. of see what the best time is going to be for me and then hopefully next year my sewing schedule will be even better and mm. like I'm really thinking and it doesn't help does it with the weather because it throws the yeah. schedule completely out the window this year anyway yeah this year has been really hard to kind of I don't know work out if something's worked or not in terms of overwintering because mm. so many things are like so far behind where they should be <laughs> Well, and one for inspiration, there's a book called um, Cool Flowers by Lisa Mason Ziegler. Mm -hmm. I think I've pronounced that right. And um, I took a lot of inspo from that. It's all things that are hardy enough that if you get them big enough and plant them in October, they should overwinter. And all she does is put a bit of frost cloth over them in like the deep depths of winter. And it's things like snapdragons. She's added status now to her overwintering list. Oh. And it's a whole bunch of things. And it, she tells you how low they can go, what kind of climate you need to be in. But in Surrey, you're quite warm. So you might get some good inspo from that for things you could overwinter. Yeah, that's Ooh. great. I definitely will be looking that up. I'm planning at the moment biennials for next year because mm -hmm. I don't know where... I think what it was is I start. I tried to do some in August last year instead of September. A lot of people on Instagram do all their kind of overwintering sewings in September. And I did some in August just to see if the extra four weeks would make a better plant. And it was amazing. The difference in foxgloves doing them in August oh, wow. versus September. Like September ones, I just threw them away because they were just like tiny. But mm. so then I thought, what happens if you do it in like June and you can plant out like a foot tall foxglove in September, overwinter it in the ground. Like that's so much easier. And then a lot of people, I asked everyone on my on my Instagram and a lot of people pointed me towards um, Common Farm Flowers, her book. Mm -hmm. You've had her on here, haven't you? Yeah, we have. That's probably With where Georgie. I found her. Yeah. <laughs> we love her. <laughs> we um, love Georgie. Yeah, she's great. And I'm reading her book at the moment and it is amazing. And she talks a lot about her biennials. She does them all in June. So oh. I've just placed an order for all my biennials that I'm going to start exciting. next month. What did you go for? Talk to us. Oh my goodness. What didn't I go for? Okay. <laughs> One I... of us. One of us. <laughs> I've got a, and these, these I'll put on my allotment, but also I put them in my borders. So I always mm -hmm. grow things that will work both ways, which I think my audience likes because different people um, grow in different ways. So it's kind of nice to show both. So I've got 
all different kinds of foxgloves. I love foxgloves. So white ones, the Sutton's apricot. The... Oh, I love that one. There's a new one. Is it Dalmatian peach? Oh, I love mm-hmm. that one too. Yeah, I've got that and one. And I like um, Camelot cream. Have you seen that one? Mm. No, but... Oh, look, she's missed one <laughs> off her list. <laughs> I'll look it up later and add it to so my So it list. begins. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I got one of the kind of more traditional purple and white and spotty mix just a packet mm-hmm. of the mix because that's quite nice in a border. I've got Sweet Rocket, the white and the purple. I don't like Sweet William at all. <gasps> I know, Ooh, I know. That's a hot it's take. To me, to me, it's one of those kind of like grandmother flowers. And I know that that's very it, controversial. I think I <laughs> don't entirely disagree with you, but for scent and like bang for your buck, I feel like they're such a good flower. But yeah. the white ones are definitely not yeah. granny. So what mm. I've done is I've not gone for the normal pink kind of with white bits. I, I really don't like those. But I've gone for almost black colour, like Ooh. a really dark purple. And I feel like with forget-me-nots and purple foxgloves, like that could look mm. nice. So yeah. I'm going to try that. Um I've got pink and white and blue forget-me-nots because I love them. And and Mm -hmm. I don't know, can you use them as a cut flower? I'm sure you can. I think so. I've seen people using them. Well, I'll let you know next year. (laughs) Report Um, back. Oh, I can't. I've um, got some Lunaria or Honesty Mm-hmm. mainly for the for my garden which is called ched glow have you seen that that's a bit like quite a few um people i follow have been posting about it it's a ched glow it's a black foliage honesty with oh. dark purple flowers oh i have this and I've, i think i might have killed it oh no <laughs> <laughs> i bought a plant of it and i thought that honesty was hardy it and is i left it outside and it's just it's very sadly drooped. Oh, it doesn't strange. look. It doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. but I'm not sure it's entirely dead, so I'm trying to like yeah. pray it comes along. But it, the dark foliage looks so pretty. Yeah, so I'm trying that because I also think that would be nice, like in a bouquet as well. Mm. Oh, I can't remember. I basically just read read um Georgie's book and I picked a couple mm-hmm. varieties of every single biennial that she spoke about. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And I'm hoping to fill my allotment in September, overwinter it, have a big crop now. And then what I'm thinking is then that will stop me from being bored and planting out my plants too early. Because <laughs> nice. I'm guilty of being like, I'm just get out of my greenhouse, get in the ground. And then it frosts. I'm mm. like, why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Although this year has been particularly bad for that, in my defense, because the frosts should have been long gone for. I mean, what was April about? Mid April here for me normally is the end of the frosts and almost the end of the tulips. And I've still got tulips outside now, mid May. Oh, wow. Somebody said to me, um, like, May is like the current May is like what April should be. Yeah. Um, and they don't feel like it's fair to live through two Aprils. And I said, you haven't lived through two Aprils. You've lived through November and April. <laughs> because yeah. April was just like November, wasn't it? With the up and down weather, it was oh, it's worse. frosting one minute, not it the other. It was colder. Oh. I, don't, mm. I don't think I had a frost until January here. 
Oh yeah, she made you right from We had year, like but... a mild autumn, I felt, and then a really, really harsh, I think, was it start of February when, when it snowed? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then March was kind of normal, and then April was just like February again. <laughs> there was snow, there was snow in April. It, yeah. was, it was so weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm glad, well, okay. fingers crossed, we've seen the back of that because if we get another frost now, and, and, and I mean, we're recording this on the 16th of May mm. and last year for me, the 15th of May was the last frost. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm I'm done as well. But like my snapdragons mm. are still in trays. I'm hardening mm-hmm. them up, but they're just basically outside now. Yeah. I put them in trays that have holes in the bottom so they don't fill up with bloody water because of the insane amount of rain we've had mm-hmm. um I, I remember recording um about three or four weeks ago with Sophie from Old House in the Shires and we were saying about that there was that there'd be no rain and the day we recorded that episode we were like oh we hope that the rate the racket of the rain doesn't show up in the recording and it just hasn't stopped since then has it no but you know what? I'm happy about it. I think I might be the only person who is. I'm thrilled. The garden is like glowing. It's so happy. Mm. Does yours look the same? My allotment, I have more weeds than plants, but the plants that are there look amazing. <laughs> so well, I'm my not... roses look so lush. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, I feel bad crowing about my roses after your it's dear okay. devastation. I'll, I'll live through your happiness <laughs> on that one. <laughs> but I always think the roses, they love rainwater more than any other plant i mean all the plants love rainwater right but Mm. there's something about roses and rainwater like the foliage is so so green and i've got so many buds i just can't wait for for that explosion to happen but i just kind of wish it would rain at night time yeah yeah (laughs) if i could like put in an order for a for a 10 p.m to 6 p.m rain that would make me really happy (laughs) yeah i feel like any day that i have a couple hours spare is the days that it's absolutely biblical like today (laughs) and yesterday as well i was i just yesterday i just decided i was just going to be soaked and i just went out in the rain and dealt with it but it wasn't very nice it was a bit cold (laughs) oh Mm. you're, you're braver than me i'm not that person no, oh, well, I don't. I'm so busy with uni at the moment that I can't. I, like, if I don't go and do my jobs on the weekend, I can't. I have to wait till the next week, and then it doesn't work. <laughs> so I just yeah. have to suck it up yesterday. Well, they say little and often's the best way, isn't it? Which yeah. is why, like, I hit the allotment this morning as well, and I'm trying getting like, even if it's just half an hour here and there to to pull some weeds or do something. It's better than nothing, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's a lot easier to stay motivated. Like if I went mm. to the allotment and said, and I think my allotment is about six or eight meters by 20 meters. I don't know how, all, they're all different in different um, mm-hmm. places, aren't they? So for me to weed that entire allotment would probably take me about four or six hours. And it's not that bad. I've been keeping on top of it, but it would just take me that long because it's a big mm. space. But if I go for two hours, which is manageable for me, I can do half of it almost and then it's like well if I do that two days a week that's quite manageable I can come out for an hour another day and do some planting and then it becomes like quite easy and quite fun whereas the thought of going on a Sunday my plot neighbor the plot right next to me he's nuts he turns up at 8 a.m I shouldn't say that it's it's good for him (laughs) it's not my yeah exactly (laughs) but he turns up at 8 a.m on a Sunday 
he'll just go mental on the whole plot and at like three o'clock he'll go home for lunch and I'm just like oh my god oh wow that's yeah. oh, wow. with a fork he'll fork the whole lot and I just I don't know just commitment <laughs> makes me tired thinking about it <laughs> well I did an hour and a half this morning and I am absolutely yeah. pooped it's hard and I, work the one of the other plot holders she was like oh are you leaving already and I was like uh excuse yeah. me <laughs> yes I am I'm um, it's judgment <laughs> yeah she was joking but you do feel slightly judged don't you mm. but um for me it was I know I keep going on about these dock weeds but the effort you need to pull them up because you can't just dig them or hoe them like I'm wrist deep in the soil trying to get as much of the root mm. up as I can because I don't want to be doing this shenanigans all over again in in um in a few weeks I also had a pond but not a proper pond so um it's mm. absolutely it's in my opinion gross because it's got like this green it had like this green stuff on the top and Mm. it's not for isn't me isn't that what all ponds have isn't that just like a pond thing maybe it I is I think but... ponds are meant to be and this is probably maybe a cultural difference because I'm from Australia people might not know that but um we have much bigger properties there just because it's a bigger country um and for me a pond would be like like a decent size like you know maybe five or six meters round like quite a big like so it can mm. be quite deep and then an ecosystem can develop there but for me putting a sink like a sink sized hole in the ground and turning it into a pond I always I'm really curious about it because I'm sure it does have a benefit to to well, my the environment. old plot neighbors they've got a small one it's probably like a like a platter dish size mm. wow. um and they even got like a, a solar powered uh yeah aerator for it yeah um, that i think is the tip because you yeah i think it requires a lot more management when it's smaller to keep the algae out because it's yeah. not deep enough for mm. i don't know Stuff the animals or like whatever for the... yeah <laughs> but they've got loads of tadpoles in there and they've had quite a few frogs and obviously they want the frogs for the slugs that's the reason why i think yeah. people have these small because you don't want to give up a lot of space on an allotment to a of huge course. pond yeah. do you but one of the other plot holders he came and took the water from my pond and he's put it in his pond so if there was anything living in there it's now living in in mike's pond thank you mike um but it's Shout um, out. <laughs> <laughs> um but the he when he took it away so it's got like a big plastic lining um and what what you just said about it being a sink this is a baby's bath that's underneath the plastic lining you know those plastic mm, yeah. baby's baths so i was just like oh and i've got this hole to fill in as well but at least i'm not going to end up standing in it because i know me and i'd be i'd be calf deep in uh, in <laughs> I'm really curious about it something one of the many things on my list of things to learn is like how do you make a little pond like have frogs in it I think that's so interesting something um, that I have never grown up with but what like surprised me was the amount of slugs and snails that were around this pond so there's definitely yeah. no, no frogs around no there frogs. because there were one million 
frog um toads I'll get my words out there were one million slugs and snails there one i knelt million. on a snail yesterday it was not okay <laughs> i thought of you i thought of you and your like um embarrassing stories or whatever that you had said in like really gross ones that's disgusting i, was, I hate them oh yeah. is this your submission do you want to tell us a story of you stepping yeah. do you this week okay I'll, it'll be me so i was digging i was digging out some old heather bushes that were really like mm-hmm. overgrown you know when they get a bit too woody yeah. and you just kind of have mm. to start again so I was digging those out, but there was bamboo growing under them because my neighbor's got a bamboo hedge, which is the bane of my existence. And so I was trying, mm. so like jumping up and down, trying to get this bamboo root out. And I was kneeling on the heather plant that I was about to dig out. And I there must have been a snail in there. And then my, <coughs> mm. my knee was sticky, but I was halfway through my job and I needed to finish it. And it was Ugh. not okay. Gross, <laughs> gross, 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 gross. <laughs> It was not good. It was not. Wait, good. you were in trousers, right? Yeah. But, oh like, my goodness! That goodness! That goodness! Oh no! Through. I'll leave it. There. I'll leave it. There. <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. It Ugh. wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. <laughs> that is horrible. It was one of those things where if I saw it on Instagram, I'd find it funny, and I went to share it, and I thought, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the, maybe the is it too far i don't know yeah maybe <laughs> too much information <laughs> mm. so i have got a little confession um and maybe that's what i'm going to try and do this afternoon providing the weather holds out um i haven't planted my cosmos my zinnia my straw flowers or my amaranthus yet do you mean sowed the seeds? Sowed the seeds. Okay, yeah. Do you know what? Oh, I actually think that that's a good thing because mine, they're just kind of like a bit sad, I think, because it's I sowed them in that cold spell because mm. I sowed them when you should sow them, not when like, I don't know, it wasn't like the, the right time. the normal time rather I'm, than what the weather says. Mm, I'm going to re-sow, I think. Maybe not the cosmos. My cosmos, I've just potted them up. They look all right, but... I don't know, my straw flowers and my zinnias, they look a bit like they well, haven't grown in a few weeks. Do, that's what I tried to do this year was go with the weather rather than kind of like what the mm. book says to do, if you know what I mean. So yeah. because April was just such a just so horrible um, and mm. May's been such a, a washout, I've kind of like whole, held off. But um, I think today's the day to get some stuff sewed up. I've also yeah. got a confession. I sowed all of my zinnia seeds that I had, and they are leggy as hell. Oh, oh. that's the worst. I know, that's and so I'm worst. looking at them, and I'm like, I could pot them up and bury the leggy bit a bit, but then I'm worried um, that will involve potting them up into quite large cells, and then I have to leave mm. them in there until they fill that cell. Mm. But then we're so behind on the weather. Is that really a problem? I can just put the big cells into the polytunnel and leave them to grow in there what, I'm not really sure what to do what I would do is I would do that I would I would do that and then also place an order for some more seeds and start again <laughs> and then you can use <laughs> but then you can use the best ones and sometimes mm. they come good and they surprise you and then it's like well brilliant yeah. now I've got loads of them <laughs> but mm. it's it's the worst when you don't do that because you think no come on I can sort this out and then it's September and everyone has in and you don't 
I know. Sure. Well, and the saddest part was I used up all of my, I saved a load of zinnia seeds from my, um, oh. what do you call them? The cupcake zinnias. Do they have a oh, name, yeah. Nicole? Do they have a proper name? I can't remember. Uh, uh, the Zinderella. Zinderella, peach and pink. I saved mm. the seeds and I was so proud. I like sorted out the, them from the chafe and I planted them and now they're leggy. They Honestly, they're like four or five centimetres of leg. Actually, there. do you grow them in your polytunnel? Um, what? I do, yeah. But it's yeah. I'm northern, far more northern than yeah. you. So I just don't think it's warm enough outside. I reckon if you Why don't you shove them enough. in there and then yeah. and then order some more? Then you don't have to worry about <laughs> and then buy more. Yeah. I think <laughs> um, so. I think don't bother pot them on either. Yeah. Just, just pot shove them straight them into the tunnel. Do you think? I don't, I don't think zinnias like root disturbance. So I no. think if you have to pot, better to just move them once, mm. maybe. Well, so that's why I did them. They're actually in soil blocks. So I could just, yeah, put the soil block yeah. straight in. I reckon do that. Yeah. See what mm. happens. If you've got some rubbish ones, you can always pull them out and, like Michaela said, buy some new ones. <laughs> get get the worst. Some new ones. <laughs> what what um, zinnias have you got? So I... I have to say that they're not my favourite. Oh, Michaela's got a list ready for us. <laughs> I have to tell you that I'm not always a massive fan of zinnias and I was really on the fence about whether I would plant any of them this year because they kind of do well outside, but not always. But then I got the polytunnel and now I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to get those zinnia seeds in. So what have you got, Michaela? So I tried to grow them last year and they didn't work because like I said earlier, my garden is quite an established garden. We've got huge mm. trees all the way around it. Mm. So I've got no wind and I've got no sun. <laughs> but um, so for zinnias, it just, I didn't have an appropriate mm. place other than the middle of the lawn to put them and they didn't grow. <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to do that funnily enough. Um, <laughs> so my allotment is on sandy soil very mm. exposed so I think I'm actually gonna find that things that grow well for me at home are not gonna grow the same there and so it's gonna be a bit mm. of a learning experience but I have a feeling zinnias straw flowers some of those kind of um what what's the word I'm thinking summer plant that yeah. <laughs> not tropical but warmer. like a, a warm weather drier climate those kind of plants mm. I think they'll do really well there so I've I'm trying zinnias this year and I'll see if I get on with them or not. And I, do you ever order plants and then they arrive and then you look at the seed packets three months later and go, what was I doing? What did I buy? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, <been laughs> I've kind of had that, like now that I'm looking at the zinnias that I bought, I'm not sure. So I have that Zinderella peach, mm -hmm. which every picture I've seen of it is different. And sometimes mm. I like it and sometimes I don't. Have you found that? Like I find on Chilterns they look one way, on a different mm -hmm. seed website they might look another way, but then on Instagram they're... So I don't really know. So I've I'm just going to see. i issues with things that are called peach or salmon, especially yes. when it comes to zinnias. Because last year I grew um, a zinnia called, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, Benari's Giant Salmon. Mm -hmm. They couldn't have been more orange. 
they couldn't have been more orange if they tried. Yeah, and I think I think you must have told me that because I didn't buy that one, but I definitely would have bought that one. <laughs> so I have the Cinderella peach. I have one called Dahlia Flowered Coral Beauty, and I oh, just, I think I saw that mm, one. I just, I mean, how could you not buy that? And then I have some <laughs> yeah. Queen Red Lime, mm-hmm. which is quite a common one, and that was yeah, I got that um, one this year. Yeah, I don't actually like it though. So I don't See, know why I'm, I'm on the fence about it, but I, when I've seen some <laughs> pictures of it, they've come out like this kind of like dusky, smokier, pinkier mm. red rather than a out there. Violent. Hit you in the face. Mm. Yeah. Again, I think they look different in every picture I've seen of them. So zinnias are definitely an experiment for me this year. I don't think I like them, but I have to see them, I think, to decide because mm. I might like them. Do you um do you ever watch is it You Can't Eat the Grass on <gasps> Oh yeah, I love them. Serena and Ian. Aren't they the sweetest? Love them. Yeah, and I saw on there they were growing loads of zinnias and that's that's what made me actually decide to try them instead of just mm-hmm. writing them off as something that I didn't like. And the, she was <laughs> obsessed with one called Benary's Giant Lime. Mm-hmm. and I this is also going to be controversial <laughs> I really hate lime green like in gardens and in bouquets I don't mm-hmm. know why it just it it's almost like too sharp for me but that lime green zinnia it almost looks like foliage and so I'm trying that one and weirdly that's the zinnia I'm most excited for Ooh. so I don't know we'll see we'll see Ooh. she just made them look so nice like with other with other plants and although she has a different color palette to what I would like I could imagine like a soft green zinnia with like creamy dahlias would actually mm. look really nice so yeah I was I gonna say so. this her her arranging style is like it's fascinating and she's so yeah. unswayed by like the popular color palettes that. she's I like yeah purple liatris yellow this bright pink that and I'm like whoa it's like a punch in the face but I've just got so much respect for her she's like yeah I'm doing it my way and it's really inspiring because it's like then you Mm -hmm. then I look at my own style and I can be like well clearly I'm not very unique at all and now it's making me think about like putting the phone down and walking around the garden and Mm -hmm. what do I what would I put together and then Mm -hmm. going to Instagram or wherever to share that and I think that yeah, I think she's brilliant. And I love that. I yeah. love when people go and do something different. And even if it's not to my taste, I still think, oh my goodness, that's so cool. <laughs> mm. I've been doing a bit of that this year. I think last year, I got really swept up in Instagram. My first year, it was like 98% like peachy pinks. And then actually, when I had the odd bright color, so like some of my ranunculus turned out to be orange. And at first I thought I hated them. And then actually, when I had those bright bunches, I realized I loved them the most. So this year, I've been a bit like, okay I don't think everything needs to be like pastel pink I think I might give myself a few colors so that's been really nice yeah and I've heard you say that like in various episodes and I like that because then it makes me think do I actually like the peachy pink Mm -hmm. colors and if I do that's fine but it's just kind of weird like how how am I like brainwashed by Instagram (laughs) (laughs) it's weird isn't it but no I love it I love that like I don't know I just like seeing different kinds of people I think it's really interesting Mm. so jobs for this week ladies what do we have planned so I spoke a little bit about it 
but I'm planning my biennials. Now you've added more, <laughs> <laughs> more to my list. So that was that was kind of the I main. I feel like one I should I add one more to your list. Go for I it. I don't know if you heard <laughs> in um, Marin's episode a little while ago, but she recommended the rainbow stocks. I cannot believe how quickly they have germinated. I got them from Plants of Distinction, um, mm-hmm. and they're still like that small for me, maybe like an inch or so high. So I'm wondering if I'm going to try and overwinter those because I don't think they're going to be big enough to flower this year. Mm. That's but interesting. They look so pretty and they're yeah. branching stocks. Do so you get more yeah. than one? Who doesn't love that? That is interesting. I think the thing with the biennials that I'm learning as I'm reading about it is there's definitely a difference between a biennial and a hardy annual, right? So... Mm-hmm. You can plant foxgloves and forget-me-nots in June because they flower. They need a year's growth before they flower. But mm-hmm. something like a snapdragon, if you sowed it in June, it would just flower and be sad and then it wouldn't overwinter. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So do we think a stock might be a sad flower? I just think that um, probably look it up. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I meant. That's the first job when this episode's done. Yeah, because you, you can't just sow anything as a biennial and expect it to behave as a biennial. They're like a separate group, very right? Very good point. Mm. Yeah, that's technical. very wise advice. I enjoy that. <laughs> yes, Can you tell you. I'm a scientist? <laughs> I love it. So um, you can have your hands full with the biennials. Have you got any other jobs? I'm in the middle. Literally, before we recorded this, I was down with my fingers in the soil, potting up my tomatoes and my chilies and my peppers in my greenhouse, which isn't flowers, but it's exciting. (laughs) Um, And what else am I doing? I'm moving all my, I, I, I wrote a list because I knew you'd ask me and I knew I'd be kicking myself if I, if I didn't um, answer it properly. I'm moving all of my tulips from my pots on my patio because I don't grow mine in my border I grow them um in pots because I feel like they grow better that way mm-hmm. and now that they're over and they're still green I'm gonna try moving them to the border in the green have you ever done that I have but I have limited success with tulips because mm. I think the varieties I pick don't want to be perennial mm, they yeah. don't like naturalizing the most flack I've ever had this year was, well, was two things. It was cutting my roses back in January. Wow. Um, <laughs> but the second one was me pulling up the tulips and the bulbs together. Mm. People weren't mad about that. Yeah, I had a similar reaction in my DMs, <laughs> which I didn't appreciate. <laughs> no, I did not love that, but it was what it was. But yeah, I mean, I, um, I, I pull them up. Yeah, so I have my cut flower ones, which I did pull up and cut the bulb off because you need the stem length. And as a cut flower, they never come back again, you no matter how much you try. To me. Yeah, <laughs> it, it won't work. Actually, though, saying that, um, Hellier, do you follow Hellier, Garden Goddess UK? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. She has a bed of perennial cutting tulips. And I think she said that this was her third spring cutting from them. And they were incredible. So. I mm. need to DM her. <laughs> I need, we to, need DM to find her. those varieties out. But when I you get those details, a, share them. Just as a random note, somebody, I can't remember who it was, also messaged me to say they'd been doing a bit of trialling by when they've been pulling up their tulip bulbs 
cutting the bulbs and burying them and four or five years later they are coming back wow I mean See, I don't have time for that yeah that's a lot of commitment <laughs> so what it I feels do, like a lot of commitment yeah so what I do with my cut flower ones I'm treating them like annuals like Florette does mm. and like you guys do um, although I'm interested to research what what Helia is doing because that's cool. <laughs> yeah. But what I do with my pots that are just for display is I put them every year in, in the border, just in a random mix. And like some of them will come up, but even if they only come up once, they're pretty and they just compost in the border. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. way they're not wasted. Um, but so they... you buy fresh ones every year for your border? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because I'm Which, looking to add them in sort of clumps, although you don't call them clumps in gardening. What do you call them? Like swathes. Well, but I, I grow. I grow them in pots on my patio. Mm-hmm. I don't have any in my borders. Mm. So, so I'm thinking do... of putting them in a pot and then sinking the pot into the border. So when yeah, they die, hoik them out and put something else in. That's my yeah. plan. You can actually buy these special things called a bulb tray that you do that with. Oh my god! Someone's ahead of me. I thought I was yeah. being like. Creative. No, it's it almost looks like a it almost looks like a sieve so that you can shake out all mm. the soil and just lift the bulbs. That's cool. That's genius. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna go to Amazon, <laughs> order one of those. And what have you got planned, Sarah? What's your jobs for this week? Um I have another terrible admission to make, which I feel like is good timing because there's been a bit of talk on Instagram. It's an episode of confessions. I know. And there's been a lot of talk on Instagram about like, you know, like gardening on Instagram being too perfect and people like not admitting all their faults. So I've got leggy as hell's and ears and I actually still haven't planted most of my dahlias. And by planted, I mean like they're not in pots. They're not started. They're just staring at me. They're late summer plants. Mm. You don't want them because you want Mm -hmm. to enjoy your roses. You want to enjoy all of the peonies and the other early midsummer plants. And then you want the dahlias. And if you have your dahlias started, well, this is just my opinion and what I want. People people are very passionate about dahlias. <laughs> but um, in my eyes, I'd rather have them flower towards the end of the summer in their peak and then keep going until the frost. I feel mm. if you start them too early and get them in early July, then they're finished by the end of August. And then in September, it's There's just kind of left. like... They start yeah. to tire out so a little I w- bit. So I wouldn't worry yeah. about it. And also mine, I think mine have probably been planted up for three weeks now and they've only mm. just started to grow, just started to shoot because it's been too cold. And I'm mm. not having 40 dahlias in my living room because I'm not no, allowed to. I'm with you on that. I've really let the weather lead me this year and yeah. I wasn't dragging tubs in and out of the house every, no, every night i've got no for time sure. for that but also mm. if you think about it sarah people plant them in the ground in the first week of june so, so i'm half tempted now to just wait just do it. and put them in the ground direct. give them two weeks yeah yeah only issue slugs you can do something about that yeah yeah so that's my main job and it's one that i've been if i'm honest with myself just procrastinating because I've bought so many this year every time I'm like oh I need to put them all up I'm like I just can't be bothered the amount you of labels the and... now or in the next week or so and then yeah. you'll have that they'll start sprouting and mm. you're not going to get another frost now are you so I mean I might <laughs> yeah but I mean not in the time it's going to take for them to sprout Hopefully not, no. Um, So that's one of my jobs. And then by the time this episode is out, it will have happened. 
but we I have an exciting visit happening this Woo-hoo! week. And I don't I was think I'm allowed ask to, you about that. I don't think I'm allowed to say who, but it's very exciting. So um and chances are you have already seen it, possibly on the Let's Grow Girls feed. But um it's been all hands on deck preparing for this visit <laughs> because person in question does gardening. Um, which makes it far more stressful. So we've been like weeding, edging, like planting, making cute signs. And we have, we call it Weed Mountain. And a contractor took the front half, but not the back half. So the back half's covered in weeds and the front half was just mud. Um, So we spent the day yesterday in the pouring rain, digging it, flattening out the front and turning it into a pumpkin patch. Um, So so now to give you like an audio visual, uh, I've named it the slipper. Because that's kind of what it looks like. Because it's like tall at the back and then it slopes down, kind of like a slipper or a slider. And um, so we need to plant the pumpkins in that. And then today, I think we're going to go down and rake up all the strimmings. Um, I planted out my jip yesterday because that's quite hardy. And I planted out my status because I decided that was one of the most hardy ones for my collection. And then I think this week, the before the visit happens, it's going to be snaps. Um, Gomfrina. Does anyone know how hardy Gomfrina is? Pretty hardy, I reckon. Do you think? Yeah. It's, I've got the most really? Gomfrina I don't think everything. it is. Yeah, it's pretty no? hardy. Really? I, I mean, I could be completely People wrong. People wrote through the winter. Do they really? Do they? Yeah. I always yeah. thought that it was, like, um, in the zinnia category. Oh, no. Oh, now you make I mean, I could be mystery. wrong. I've never grown it, so... <laughs> mm. <laughs> Um, and we so we tidied up the polytunnel. So today or this week, I need to tie up the tomatoes. Um, so yeah, just tasks like that, getting it all tidy, and then trying not to get stressed. That's, That's my task. so nice, though. It's actually really nice sometimes when someone, especially after this year, like when someone's mm-hmm. come into your space and then you like have um, some energy and like a reason to make yeah. it perfect. Like it'll be so nice after they've left because you'll have like this beautiful space and yeah. And it's you've... kind of like when someone's coming to your house, you put far more effort into cleaning it than you ever would. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then you're like, oh my god, this is how my life could be if I did this all the time. <laughs> and then the next week, you're sitting on the sofa stuffing your face with Chris, thinking, yeah. I really hoover mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and you don't edge the flower beds for the next six months wow mm. so what about you nicole um like i said i've got to plant those sort of tender annuals uh, or sow them i should say cosmos i've got a lot of cosmos um amaranthus mm-hmm. the zinnias and the straw flowers so that's a pretty pretty big job to get all of those sewn up Ooh. Um, then I have got my spring sown ranunculus that I'm going to try and get in the ground, but still the biggest thing for me is the allot- the new allotment, getting it weeded and sorted out. I've got one last patch on one side to weed, and then I'm going to get my sweet Williams in there. You whipped um, through that. Yeah. Yeah, you, I really When did you get your plot? Like a week ago? Two weeks ago. That's yeah, insane, two- Nicole. I know. I, it's not being too... It's the dock weeds. They look worse than what mm. they are because they've got such a big leaf at the top. But actually, once I got a, a go on it and Friday lunchtime, I just felt I needed to stab something with a fork. So I spent an hour down there just um, <laughs> taking out my frustrations of the week on those dock weeds. So I managed to have a really productive hour. So I'm getting there. But there's lots of jobs down there to get done, like cover those gooseberry bushes with 
netting so the birds don't get them and all that fun stuff so yeah it's going to be another another Mm. busy week for me but I'm going to try and go with the ethos of little and often Mm. in the hope that I get it tackled but sounds like we've all got busy weeks yeah I have a favor to ask Michaela when you start sewing your biennials in June which is the best idea I've ever heard can you tag us on Instagram (laughs) to remind me to also do mine I'd be like eternally grateful Yeah, well, here we go. I'm just going to plug myself for a minute. I do a series on my Instagram called Planting Together, where each month I grow one flower and one vegetable with my community. And the idea is meant to be, it's not a grow along. I don't associate Mm -hmm. myself with that word, but Mm. it's more like beginners learning together. So it's, Mm -hmm. I'm not teaching. I like to learn from everyone as well. And we all share advice. And so for my June flower, my community will decide which one it is, but it will be a biennial. So I'll do all of them the same way because they're all the same category as plant, but you can join in if you'd like. Oh yeah, <laughs> so do tag us and we'll sign <laughs> share it on our Let's Grow Girls Instagram to remind all of our followers to get a move on and they can get follow those biennials in together sessions as well. Yeah, what was last month was April. I think we did... I can't even remember. Oh, we did pumpkins and courgettes as the vegetable and the flower, I think... Was Dahlia's your bonus one? Yeah, I did a bonus one on Dahlia's because everyone wanted to hear about that. I can't remember. That's terrible. But anyway... (laughs) Yes, Cosmos. Cosmos. Thank you, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. That's loads of fun. Oh, it sounds fun. I always like to see what you're doing and, uh, you know, I think you're right. You do learn a lot from from the community that's what I love about Instagram yeah and most people are so nice and really love to share like everyone's got a different way of doing it which I think is really fun because someone might do something one way that does not work for me but then I can share it and then everyone else who also can relate to that method can then try that Mm -hmm. method and I really like that well we've really enjoyed having you on today Michaela and um like if anyone's listening and wants to to learn more than I know you say you don't teach but I do learn a lot from your account <laughs> as well so um, definitely follow Michaela can you tell them your Instagram again because I feel like I did a rubbish job of, of saying <laughs> it at the start of the just a bit. <laughs> so it's planting all lowercase planting dot with dot Michaela and that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A because not everyone is familiar with that name so <laughs> <laughs> So yes, um, we will be excited to see the biennials. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to go with you. This yeah, time. it's not mm. my idea. I want that to be clear. It's Georgie's <laughs> idea. I don't no, want anyone to, to think try. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with gardening, and it's what me and Sarah always say to each other: is like you don't own the method. For somebody's no, like growing's been going for hundreds of thousands of years. There's somebody who's always, who's always going to have done it the way you do it themselves so we're not inventing new things here but we're just you know sharing the methods that we do use and Mm. helping people along so there's lots of beginners out there who are even you know just starting this year after discovering the love of the gardens last year so I think any help that we can share I always think is great yeah exactly that's kind of the whole ethos of my account (laughs) (laughs) well thanks so much for joining us today Michaela we've really loved chatting to you yeah thank Um, you so much for having me I'm so grateful it's a lovely experience we'll see you in June for biennials
Yeah. <laughs> Future Sarah here with a pre-recorded message to say we hope you enjoyed that episode and that you're enjoying this season of our garden notes thank you so much for listening and for your support we've really enjoyed trying out this new format if you've been enjoying the show please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts also you can find more of our adventures on instagram at let's grow girls podcast and we hope the growing season is going well for you we will see you again next week bye I thought you were going to say something. I thought you were going to say something.